Hi, and welcome to the world of sports. I'm Joey Mantillo, Olympic speed skater and polar athlete, and you're listening to Champions of Data, a podcast by Polar, where we talk about all things sports, fitness, and performance. We'll be chatting to some of the top athletes, coaches, and scientists in the sports world to bring you the best tips on how to train smarter and become the athlete you want to be. Today, we'll be talking about running with pro runner Molly Hudler. She is a long-distance runner and holds the American record on several distances. She will be talking to us about how she trains, how she sets goals as a runner, and how she uses data in her training. But first, we'll let Molly tell us how she got started in running and what motivates her. Yes, my name is Molly Huddle. I'm a professional distance runner from Providence, Rhode Island. I decided to focus 100% on distance running my senior year of high school um, because my dad ran marathons and he ran track. And so I always watched him run when I was little and I knew I would try it, but I didn't know I would focus on it until, um, I was trying to qualify for the national cross country championships, my, uh, senior year of high school. And, um, I had to decide to run year round to get good enough to go. And I quit a few of the other sports I used to do. And when I qualified for it, I was like really, um, hooked on running at that point, basically, because it was the first big goal that I had. And I took a whole year to get there and I qualified and then there were college coaches there recruiting. And so it kind of changed the whole trajectory. So pretty young. Yeah. When I was about 18, 17 or 18. (laughs) Yeah. I've been competing for over 10 years now at a high level. And what keeps me going are just new challenges and new goals that I still haven't done yet that I still think I can do. So, um, you know, for me, for a long time, the track and championship, global championships on the track kept me motivated. Um, But I've actually stepped up to the marathon, which is so different than the 5K and 10K that it feels like a whole new event. So that has its own learning curve. And that's kept me really um, motivated because it's so new and the challenges are so new and it's really um, a daunting event. So it feels like something that's um, really tempting to try and conquer because it's such a big challenge. So that's to this point, the marathon is what keeps me motivated, and I have a whole new set of goals for that. So, yeah, as long as there's something that I want to do on the horizon, I feel really motivated to train every day. Being a professional athlete comes with a lot of hard physical work, but the mental side also has a huge impact on success. Would you say motivation uh, comes from having dreams and goals, or is it something else? Um, for me, dreams and goals are both motivating in training, But I feel like goals are something that you work towards every day and that your workouts indicate you can do. Um, And so you're disappointed if you don't get them, whereas dreams kind of fuel your motivation, even though, you know, deep down they may or may not happen. And they're more far off in the distance and goals are more immediate. Um, And hopefully they meet up, but you never know. To be successful, you have to put in the work. And I think that's something distance runners are proud of, that they can every day go out and do those long runs that are hard and take a lot of focus and concentration. And you show up to a race knowing the work was done in the months before, not, you know, the week before. And it's not something you can cram for. So anyone who is good at keeping routines and um, who is good at, um, delayed gratification because you don't get to see the results till race day, which can be one or two months away or sometimes three months away or sometimes four years away if you're talking about the Olympic Games. So I think that's important, patience and um, just daily commitment to working. To be the best athlete you can be, you want to push your limits on the training, but 
you can push too far, and that means your recovery is not enough. And that's when you start to actually, despite all your hard work, not perform as well. So as a professional athlete, I'm always trying to find the, that fine balance of the most training I can handle with enough recovery to let me do it again the next day and become stronger from it rather than tired. So that's, that's the constant quest for me. <laughs> As we know, when you're training with a specific goal in mind and trying to push your limits as much as you can, it can be challenging to listen to the signs that your body gives you. Let's hear how Molly uses technology in her training to keep things in balance. Yeah, as a professional athlete, that's the the thing we're trying to do the best is to balance our highest possible training load with enough recovery that we can get stronger from that training load and not become fatigued. Um, so I'm always trying to, you know, fine tune uh, how much training I can handle to become better at my sport and to become stronger, but also include enough recovery that I don't, it doesn't set me back with injuries or fatigue. Um, and that's kind of the constant quest with training at this level to, to get your body as strong as you possibly can. But, you know, everyone needs rest to reset and build from that work. For me, I think the two things that I focus the most on with data are the heart rate and the just the pace, GPS pace. Um, so I use them both in the race and then after training and workouts to kind of tell me what, what level and what level of effort I was putting into the workout and um, where my fitness lies, really. GPS during races really helps me, especially in the marathon when I was alone for much of the race. Um, it was good to have that pace so I wouldn't slow down too much and it actually helped me catch a few people. So um, that data has always been really helpful. What about heart rate? How does that help? For me, heart rate is really important because it's a really great gauge of effort and um, you know, if you're working out in conditions that are particularly hot or if you're carrying fatigue from maybe the workout you did the day before, that'll show up in your heart rate. Whereas before it was kind of a subjective feeling. You didn't really know if you were just being a wimp that day or not. So the heart rate kind of tells you this is the effort that's adequate for you today. Um, and the heart rate zones have been really cool to see, you know, what effort lies in what zone. And then you can really pinpoint your pace from there. For specific workouts, I'm supposed to be in a specific zone versus other workouts. So like intense track work, you know, you should see that you're, you're really close to your max. Whereas with threshold runs, it's actually very important to stay in a certain zone so that you don't overtrain. So um, for me, that's been pretty helpful. For me, numbers like VO2 max... Um, that tell you really specific things about your uh, cardiovascular system and your your possible performance levels are interesting numbers, but I think um, for me, I've used them maybe as a guideline for what PRs I should be able to hit, but at the same time, I know there's so many other variables involved in performance that you don't ever want to look at it as a limiter if it's a number you're not happy with. <laughs> Typically, I analyze um, post-race data and workout data myself just against other um, similar workouts or similar times of year in the past and see if I'm on track for the 
times I want to hit and the races I want to hit now, um, see if I'm behind or ahead or what's going on. And um, it can kind of just point towards other things that I need to take care of. You know, if I look a little run down, according to the heart rate data, maybe I have an illness or maybe I have um, just low iron or something that I can tweak in my body to make sure it's running optimally. So I look for signs like that compared to other workouts afterwards. Endurance athletes have to be able to put themselves through huge amounts of pain and stress during their training. And Molly has her own way of dealing with the pain and stress and keeping her eye on the prize. So racing is my favorite thing about running. I don't know if I could train as much as I do without the race uh, as the reward. And so I try to think about that when I'm stressed. Um, Going into a big race, I say, this is the part that's fun for me because I like to find where my limits are and I like to try and be better at the event and just try and be better as an athlete. And um, it's a really rewarding journey, even though it's kind of painful and stressful for a few days beforehand. So, yeah, for me, just like finding out how good I can be on the day and um, just seeing a really long process pay off on race day if you have a good race is something kind of addicting to me. So I always am looking forward to race day for many months. (laughs) Um, in addition to running, we do uh, some weight training exercises and basically rehab exercises for injury prevention and strengthening. Um, for me as a runner, I try and, uh, I call it lifting, but it's it's not heavy lifting. Uh, I do it after intense workouts. So after a tempo workout or a track workout, I go right to the gym afterwards And we usually do about 40 minutes of exercise, so nothing too hard. And it's things that support running muscles, so like back squats, um, single leg squats, core work, um, mostly, you know, hip mobility and glute strength and upper body mobility. Anything that helps running is is the only reason I'm wasting that little extra energy in the gym. So um, definitely focus on running and then... um, I supplement with weight training to make sure that I don't get injured. I don't really have a training secret. I think um, something my coach has pointed out is that my workouts relative to my races are not as impressive. So I wonder if we do a good job of not biting off more than we can chew in workouts. And um, really, we focus more on consistency and not ever missing a workout than... uh, really having amazing workouts that you would be impressed to watch. But then on race day, I'm able to jump up another level. Um, so that's been something unique about me as an athlete, but I don't know if it means, if it's a secret per se. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, there are no secrets. You just you just have to really love the process of getting ready for a race, and you have to be excited to race to do it for a long time. And um, that's something I've done, so... <laughs> For me, one of the most challenging aspects of racing at a high level are unpredictability of whether your work will pay off or not because you can control so many things and you can work really hard to get yourself to a new level, but you still step on the starting line with someone that's maybe fitter than you and you don't have control over that. So I think just framing my goals in a way that aren't, you know, win or nothing is what makes me happy, but I have to frame it as, did I improve upon my own performance? And did I 
um, do something better in this build up than I did the last build up? Did I learn something? Did I race, you know, a hundred percent to what I could have done that day? Um, and that's kind of helped that hard element of, well, you don't know, you're not entitled to this win just because you worked really hard. So that can be something that people have trouble dealing with <laughs> at a high level. Yeah, sometimes in training and in racing, you just have to get through really uncomfortable patches of the race or of repetitions or whatever you're doing. And um, distracting yourself can sometimes be the best way to do it. So a lot of people suggest having a mantra to repeat and just to yourself something simple that's positive in some way. It can even be a little silly um, and it encourages you, but it also prevents you from thinking about stopping because when you're running, you kind of only can think about so many things. So I like to have a few mantras, something like stay strong or you've got this or be strong with every step, just simple things you can repeat to just make the miles click by. Um, and then the other thing I like to really focus on my um, splits. So I break the race down into if I'm on the track laps and if I'm out on the course miles and just make sure I'm hitting the numbers I need to hit every mile. And that's another thing. It's really just distracting your brain so that it can't think about how tired you are because it's thinking about the numbers and the math. <laughs> so yeah, with running um, and racing, pain and suffering and stress come along with it. Even though it's still an overall positive experience, you know that when you're pushing your body to its limits and trying to find what your limits are, um, there will be pain alongside you <laughs> and you just let it you know, part of training is being comfortable with the pain being there and knowing how to manage it and knowing how to um, not panic when you feel it, but rather push through it. And once you figure it out in training, you can do it on race day and it's a really um, powerful experience to say, okay, like that hurt and I knew how to deal with it and I came out with a really good performance. That's it for this week's episode with runner Molly Hudla. You've been listening to the Champions of Data podcast by Polar. Thanks for being with us today. Our next episode is a special one for me as it's my time to share my own story as an athlete. If you like this episode, please go and subscribe and you'll be among the first to hear our top tips for training smarter straight from the athletes, coaches, and experts. Until next time, happy training.